0: We've covered this uh, futuristic under-display front-facing camera situation a little bit. And we had these like short clips that the manufacturers that are working on this technology were willing to show us on social media. That is, until now, there's a report coming from Engadget China, I believe. In Shanghai, there's a trade show, MWC the Asian version, of course, there's the uh, the popular show in Barcelona that happens every year, but there's a China version as well. It takes place in Shanghai, and some reporters got their hands on the early version of this underscreen front-facing camera, and it gives us our first glimpse and a lot more insight into the potential benefits and drawbacks, of course, of a technology like this. So, the, I mean, I don't know if I'm surprised. I, I don't think I would say I'm surprised, but it appears there's, there's, a, there's a kind of substantial drawback to this technology as it stands right now. And some of the photos in, within this particular report showcase those drawbacks. If you look closely, especially if you put the, the camera or your eyeballs on an angle you can pick up this kind of screen door looking pixel layout that exists over top of the section in which your front-facing camera is going to have to look through. So even though the demos seem to make it look as though the screen would just turn off in a location where the camera would then be activated on the front end and you would get something that looks like a typical bezel, this uh, this layout that we're seeing or this implementation that we're seeing in these images makes it look as though you still have a kind of notch there. It's a different notch. It's not nearly as offensive as a completely blacked out notch, but instead it's like this notch out where you can just sense this discrepancy in the display and pixel layout. So uh, apparently this is not the finished product. This is, I mean, you could just tell looking at these images The the phone itself has this weird, like, case around it. It's not ready for prime time, and it's not the completed version. But presumably, there could be some kind of consequence, some kind of drawback to this eventual technology when you do get it, and it'll be up to you to decide how offensive this uh, difference in pixel appearance is to you. For me, it's still better than the hole punch, notch, and probably, possibly even the motorized implementation in which, of course, people have, have criticized the idea of moving parts in a smartphone and so forth. Now, the other important component in this report is the performance for front-facing images, for selfies. It appears that the selfie performance is it's not as good as they had kind of implied at the initial uh, via the initial social media post, he said it's going to be even better, could perform even better than, than what you're getting right now out of selfie cameras. Uh, the model that was on display at MWC in Shanghai when it was de- when it was demoed by the reporter who broke this particular story, you can kind of see discrepancy There's a comparison photo, comparison selfie of a OnePlus 7 Pro versus the Oppo that's detailed in this post. And you can see it's got a weird kind of like hue or cloudiness or uh, fogginess, haziness. It kind of, it looks like a dream sequence in a movie from the 80s. You know what I'm saying there, Will? It's like
1: oh it's like
0: Vaseline on the mirrors. <laughs> there you go. On the that's another way of, yeah. that's another way of saying it. I was thinking more more oh <laughs> godlike. You know what I'm saying? Angelic. Cloudy. Uh I I don't even know what movie I'm talking about right now. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like the, the stereotypical God sequence. Yeah. Uh ra- ra- raising up to the You know, the gates. Are you in or are you out? Mm -hmm. Uh, Is this like beauty mode? I mean, it doesn't look good to me as it stands right now. Yeah, it looks very soft. Now, we need to be clear here. This is, again, prototype status. Yes, it's on display. Yes, you could try it. Yes, it's closer to the eventual release, but it's still, it's not final. So we can't really evaluate it like that, you know? Mm -hmm. But for the time being, that's the appearance It could be a consequence of the limitations of the tech or it could be a temporary thing as they go in there and tweak the performance. Possibly tweak the software and how it interprets those differences. Maybe there could be a contrast enhance in order to deal with and overwhelm the Vaseline effect, as you called it. I call it the... uh, effect. You see? So, it's like in the cartoons. You know, you get up to the gate. Well... It's a, they're like no you're you're going to hell you're not coming you're not in remember that in the Simpsons or yeah, whatever yeah I don't know Every they've, they've done it but anyway that's what the guy's going through right there he's got to make the choice it looks cool I'm glad that it's closer they 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 also demonstrated a little more how the tech works they released some slides of like how the whole thing operates it features a highly transparent material plus a Redesigned pixel structure for improved light transmittance. So basically, the reason that you see that strange little pixel difference when you're looking for it is to allow for more light to pass through. And I think they're going to continue to tweak it even from here. It's getting closer to the release, as I mentioned previously. And now we have kind of our best look, our best demo yet of what underscreen cameras could be like and what, The potential drawbacks of an underscreen camera might be. I'm still excited. This isn't going to change my uh, enthusiasm. I still think it's the right move. I still think it's the future. I think it's the thing worth working on. I think it's a thing that's worth improving because it finally, once and for all, puts the notch conversation to bed. Also, As you know, Will, I mean, I've I've obviously done a number of selfie tests upstairs with every smartphone in the world with the beard hair test and so forth. But as you know, and as I've said previously, I don't buy a a smartphone based on selfie performance. I mean, I got to showcase it because people out there might. But for me, on the personal level, that's not a big big component of purchasing decision is the selfie performance. Mm -hmm. If there's anything I look for, with selfies, in fact, selfie cameras. There's another thing I've mentioned before, people may have missed it. I like the wide angle selfie. Cause it's not then it's not about the selfie. Then it's about the group photo. Right. Which is a hard thing to achieve. And that might be worth commemorating mm-hmm. for certain events and things like this. That's actually more useful to me. Anyhow, moving on. Samsung apparently they're gonna release a foldable Galaxy clamshell. They're doubling down on the foldable. They're like, we don't even had a fold yet. You know, we didn't get that out to the market. All kinds of issues, whatever else. But we're going to double down. We're going to do a clamshell as well in conjunction with the original fold. A clamshell that's going to line up with the Razer. You know, the the Motorola Razer that we saw get teased. So the idea here being a tall phone, portrait-style phone, which could fold... Inside, kind of like a sandwich. Less so on the, on the horizontal, but instead fold on the vertical. Uh, taking some cues from the futuristic Motorola Razor. This report on Tom's Guide. Headline, Samsung will release foldable Galaxy clamshell just like the Razor. And Will is showcasing what that could possibly look like. Now, this implementation has gotten people excited and for good reason, because this in this implementation, you get a substantially smaller, pocketable type of device. You start to figure out, okay, I'm folding it, I know why. And then when it's folded open, of course, you get the much bigger display. Two things happen here. You protect the internal, soft, flexible OLED, which seems to be important at this point based on what we've seen up until this point with durability and so forth. It was the reason I was apprehensive about the Mate X, which put the flexible, soft, non-gorilla glass display on the outside of the device, then that goes in your pocket, purse, or otherwise, could be problematic. So this here serves the functional uh, element in, it, in that it protects the screen, and it also truly shrinks the form factor into something that for sure is more pocketable. Unlike the current Fold, which I had my hands on for a while there, which in your pocket actually feels bulkier, bigger than a typical smartphone as it stands today, and then goes on to open up into more of a tablet form factor. Did I just say tablet? I think I did, Will. you got to call me out on this, you see? You can't let me get away with that. So apparently this clamshell will use a 6.7-inch screen. Keep in mind, this is a, a rumor at the moment. It comes from a Korean publication... Apparently, they're relatively accurate, consistently accurate, according to Tom's guide. It'll be a 6.7-inch screen like the current Galaxy S10 5G, so your typical smartphone form factor, but then it'll vertically fold in half right in the middle. This will allow you to fit it in your uh, your fancy outfits, Will. You see?
1: I appreciate
0: that. You know you sometimes... You go out on the town. Sometimes you, 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 you look Otis in the eye and you say, look, I got to get out there tonight. Mm-hmm. You say, look, you got to fend for yourself and don't you dare chew on my sneakers because you're jealous. Yeah. Because uh, Willie Do's got to do something sometimes. And you got put on the outfit and it's going to probably be form-fitting because you're trying to let the people know what's going on. Yeah. Clown and if that's the case... You're going to be looking for something like this that isn't bulging, that isn't going to ruin the silhouette. You understand? Mm -hmm. And so this is the folding phone for you on those evenings when you do something like that. I could tell Otis is already worried. He's scared. You might go out there and find another Otis, Will. You see? Yeah, you don't want to look like this. No, see, look at this guy. I mean, that's not even the tightest jean that you see right now. I mean, jeans are getting tight. I personally gave up on jeans. Well, you know this. Mm -hmm. I wear a soft pant. You know? With a thin material. Because I'm trying to be comfy. And I get hot. I explain this to you.
1: Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah. So,
0: of course, on the show, I can't be wearing shorts over here. You got the legs if you go to the wide angle. (laughs) You see the legs. Those are legs, you know? So I had shorts on before. If you don't believe me, I had shorts on. And you can't see them. I did this out of courtesy for all of you. It could have been, you know, it, you could have had... See, you can't find that. You could have had uh, a lot more than you bargained for in this episode. It's quite possible. Anyhow, so yeah. So they're going to fold it that way. They're going to keep it slim. They're going to keep it fashionable. Could be popular amongst the female clientele with the purse. Will, if they put in a purse gets the keys it gets jammed up scratched up no 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 you fold the clamshell you put it in the the handbag uh it's almost like a cosmetic doesn't it uh, I don't even know have a, a vibe that. to it well yeah. what's the small purse that the girls carry it doesn't even have the doesn't have the strap on it it's just a small it's a clutch Kirk unbelievable a clutch Kirk comes through <laughs> a clutch that will fit in a clutch. Ladies and gentlemen, it will also fit in Willie Doo's night out outfit form fitting. I mean, he looks like a superhero when he goes out on the town. You know? Yeah. Spandex, capes, and whatnot. It has a sheen. And 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 as far as I can tell, he's a force to be reckoned with in those environments. US companies find legal ways around Trump's Huawei blacklist. Gotta give him the the Huawei update. Give him the uh, give him the intro, the soundtrack. Will he do for the uh, for the Huawei update? Go ahead.
1: I don't want to play the graduation show.
0: No, not the graduation song. You forgot. It's the Sports Center song. You don't have to play it. I just need you to hum it. No, man, we're gonna get knocked off of YouTube. No, you not if you hum it. I don't know what it is. I mean, how many times we already? <laughs> da-na-na, da-na-na. Okay, well. We just stole the Sports Center, but as long as we hum it, and we're off YouTube now. No, you can't, you're not gonna be off YouTube for humming it, man. Huawei update, the people need it from us. You don't understand, Will. All the tweets, they come at me. Lou, Huawei this, Huawei that. You don't understand. US this, Trump that.
1: I think if you type Huawei on in Google, it's uh it's just us. always gonna be
0: news. No, it's just us, we come up. Yeah. The Huawei update. It's just your face. That's right. No, it's a lot of news. It's still a lot of news. G20 coming down. Japan, Osaka, Trump, you know, travels there. The world leaders, the world is meeting. All the images. It's a, look at them. You see? Will, that's how it goes. See? This is what we do, Will. Just like that. They didn't invite us to the G20. They don't care about us. We just, we're here at a distance. We do what we can. Anyhow, they're meeting up. That's the old one in Argentina. They're in Osaka this time. Uh, But nonetheless, whether they figure it out or don't figure it out, guess what companies are doing? Companies are doing what companies do. They are figuring it out. And one of those companies, Micron Technology, the largest U.S. maker of computer memory chips, they're like, hey, man, uh, thanks, but no, no thanks, Trump. We want our stock to go in one direction. We got to report to shareholders. We got to get in the boardroom and we got to have a plan. We can't sit around and deal with 25% tariff on this and that and a, and an inability to sell to our biggest customers. So they found ways. They go, they look through. They got lawyers. What do you think? Lawyers? You can't get a lawyer? I mean, half, half these companies are lawyers. They go in there and they say, oh, oh big deal. All we got to do is uh, funnel the the sales through uh, country XYZ big deal we have I mean these companies are so big Will that they have foreign offices head offices they got they go oh what do we got to do we got to put the sale through the UK fine done and so it turns out for a company like Micron they just move things around they have operations all over the world they have plants in Singapore Japan and Taiwan Intel Another big player. They have factories in China and Ireland. So they could just legally move shipments into the right locations to avoid, to work around the restrictions and keep doing business. Now, there are some restrictions that are, that are impossible to avoid, particularly in relationship to service, customer service after the fact. And, like, software updates and picking up the phone, the 1-800 number, things like this. Especially if those operations, the people you connect with, the, the, uh, the, that, that, that clientele, clientele, those individuals are based in the U.S. You can't get around that. You're kind of stuck. But there's at least a couple of examples that have emerged where companies have successfully figured out ways to work around. And that's what happens, you see. You get into these situations where uh, you set up these barriers. You, 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 you build these walls, Will. Hmm. Guess what human beings do? Tear it down. They go, uh, let, me, let me find a little crack in your wall. I mean, human beings are incredible. Incredible. Incredible uh, creatures we are.
1: They, just f- they the- find ways to hack the system.
0: That's what it is. <laughs> say oh uh uh, what's that what's that mom i can't have the cookie Mm. Eh." see about that you know yeah they try to do that to you willie do when you were a youngster they try to say you need to eat a balanced diet
1: yeah i was cookie deprived
0: see they try to say nothing but broccoli and you were like we'll see about that now you're the cookie monster (laughs) Anyway, so the way this 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 uh, thing breaks down, it's apparently twenty five percent is the threshold. Twenty five percent U.S. origin, de minimis threshold. So if a commodity is made overseas from less sensitive U.S. origin technology, it's not subject to the entity list prohibition. So it's a a a rearrangement that has to take place and you know they're all working on it and they're all going to find ways around it. It's a time game. We're in a time game right now Mm. where, yeah, the markets have been hit. Uh, Chinese exports, particularly to the US, have been hit. Uh, Operations are quickly pivoting, changing to go, okay, we need some some industrial space in Vietnam because we got to like move, we got to just, keep things moving. We can't take this hit right now, but you know the long-term plans for a lot of these manufacturers are just to set up their operations in such a fashion to sidestep these issues. And what, who's chasing who? What can really, to what extent can you continue this game? What you gonna do? You gonna go put the, you gonna go put restrictions or you gonna put tariffs on other places as well? Uh, Vietnam, Ireland, whatever, whatever loophole they're gonna figure out you're gonna you know what you're gonna be doing well it's gonna be like a boat that's got a bunch of leaks in it you ever seen that cartoon and you go you try to plug one leak and then it comes twice as much in the other yeah it's a tough situation it's a tough game to play it's not a game i want to play but that's human beings for you human beings find a way don't they
1: Mm -hmm.
0: hungry bunch aren't we cookie monsters aren't we definitely there it is uh, talking about laptops. Anybody knows my look at this laptop on the desk right here. Jeez, we were looking at it earlier. We're like, is that a? That's quite aggressive, isn't it? And uh, I was like, is it too much? Is it too aggressive? And Kirk was like, what's wrong with aggressive? He looked at me right like that, you see. And I was like, jeez, man, take it easy. Because he thought the set had, like, a futuristic vibe. So, all of a sudden, it was the Predator. This, uh... Is this video out when they're watching this? Maybe. If you haven't seen the video on this laptop, I just unboxed this thing on Unbox Therapy. Go check it out. It's bananas. It's so crazy. I mean, I'm not gonna do a full thing on it here. But it's so crazy and unusual that I just had to use it for a little bit. And that's why it's sitting here. No, it's not my my daily driver it's not going in the laptop bag it's uh it weighs almost 10 pounds it kind of is at home in a nice setup it's a gaming laptop with a huge display very nice for this purpose actually here but you're looking at it you're like well what happened to the x1 carbon you spoke so much about the keyboard you love it two and a half pounds did you change uh did you change your point of view there Lou? no that didn't happen I'm having a little bit of fun right now, but in the laptop bag, it's the X1 Carbon 6th generation, which brings me to my next story. The Gen 7, this is good news, good tech news. The Gen 7 version of the laptop I love so much is now finally available. It got lighter. Apparently, they improved the sound. It got thinner. And now it's got the carbon fiber weave pattern. And of course, it's got the updated specs. Uh... They've also come out with Gen 4 of the yoga version, which flips all the way around with the touchscreen, gives you the tablet-like functionality with the laptop specs as an alternative option. So there are a limited number of SKUs for this new version that are available right now. Uh, you can order them, though. I didn't see custom orders available yet, just a, a, a series of different models that were available. We'll showcasing some of them there. Uh, there's new screen options. You can get up to 500 nits of brightness on the X1 Carbon. I think it's like 450 or 480 nits of brightness, something like that, on the Yoga version. Options up to HDR 4K, UHD. It's all very exciting. So my favorite laptops at the moment have gotten updates. They are now available. And maybe, Willie, do, maybe you have an update. I don't know. Maybe you have an update because I sent you a message. I said... When can we get these new ones in studio? Mm
1: -hmm. They're gonna be sending them. um, Not too sure when, hopefully soon. Yeah, soon.
0: That's your update, is just the word soon? Yeah. I feel like I could have done that on my own. (laughs) That's the Willy Do update, ladies and gentlemen. Soon. Is it too late for us to switch to Jack in the spot there?
1: (laughs) No. There's always room for
0: Jack here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you are I well, Maybe it. is that black box over there? Is that not maybe one of them? Uh, that one's the Razer. Oh, okay, it's, an, it's a Razer yeah. laptop. I mean, there's so many laptops. Who who knows? We can't keep it all together. But anyway, we're gonna have videos on on these particular laptops very shortly. But it's exciting times. They've improved. One of the the major drawbacks on the pre the only drawback really, as far as I was concerned, on the sixth generation of the laptop. That's how much I liked it. Well, two things. The bright. I wanted a slightly brighter display. More resolution is always better, so that became an option. And then the sound. They claim to have improved it significantly. They got the Dolby badge on it now. So if they deliver on those two pieces and improve battery life, supposedly, all of a sudden, you know, that's the type of stuff that gets me going. You see that, Will? I'm a simple. I'm a simple guy. Mm. It's uh. It's like the Leonard Skinner song I was playing the other day. Mama told me, be a simple man. Is that how it goes? Well, you don't have to look it up. Anyway, that's me when it comes to this stuff. You give, me, you give me a slight improvement in the sound. You give me a little more battery. And if I already like the product, don't overhaul it completely. Let's keep it going. Let's slim and trim. Incremental improvements are okay when products are that good. You don't have to uh, reinvent the wheel. Is that what they say? Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of a product that is actually here. Because Willie he do is doing his job, and it's important to know, nine times out of ten, he's on the fringe. Nine times out of ten, you need something done, he's your guy. And so I sent him a message the other day. I said, hey, man, people are asking me about the Xperia 1 smartphone, which I haven't looked at an Xperia phone. I don't even remember. He asked me. I haven't looked at one in so long. This is an unusual device. 4K OLED display in a tall, slim form factor. An unusual aspect ratio. A really skinny phone. So they fit this giant 6.5-inch screen, but you can still hold it because it's slim. Uh, Plus, it's got this tremendous number of pixels. Plus, it's a Sony phone. Who's looked at it in a long time? It's 21 by 9, if you're wondering the aspect ratio. Triple camera setup. It's not fighting... Clawing for the champion status of screen-to-body ratio, but it's got me excited. So we're going to be shooting it shortly uh, upstairs, do a video, maybe later today, in fact. But the reason I'm bringing it up at this moment, even though I haven't looked at it yet, it's still in the box, is because apparently there's a a cool deal going on right now in which if you pre-order one of these Xperia 1s, the pre-orders, by the way, they go live, they've gone live already you can get a free pair of WH-1000XM3 headphones. Those are $350 noise-canceling headphones, which are my favorite on the market right now. Now, I haven't tried the latest from Bose, which I spoke about previously, but at the moment, those are my favorite noise-canceling headphones. They're in my bag right now. I got the gray color. The noise-canceling is magical. So look at this bundle. You get these headphones, 350 bucks, along with your pre-order of the Xperia 1, which so far seems like a reasonably well-received phone. And, you know, I mean, it's got a premium price tag, no doubt about it. So it's not going to be for everybody. How about an easier way to swallow the premium price tag? You're kind of, if you were in the market for some new noise-canceling headphones, you could subtract the 350 from what you would have paid. Now the device is a lot more attractive, if you think about it. Uh, you're down to 600 bucks.
1: Yeah, that's a great deal.
0: It's a great deal, right? So, premium smartphone from a premium brand. Another thing I like about the phone, because I have watched a few videos on it, even though I haven't looked at it, uh, it looks like a very streamlined interface. Very little in the way of like a skin or noise on the phone. It's almost like stock Android. And and, and Sony just has a place for me in the history, in the origin. They're kind of OGs in the space. And it's nice to see uh, more players, players that still still exist. It's not just... It's not just a handful of brands. It's not just, hey, let's look at the the next Galaxy device. But instead, it's like, hey, we can also look at a Sony device. And and they did something. They put the fingerprint scanner on the side, which I'm always curious to check out. And, of course, it's just stupid resolution for a a 6.5-inch. I mean, it's 4K. I can't wait to check it out for OLED. Uh, But anyhow, this pre-order deal, where do you get it? I mean, is it? Is it? Can you get it? Can you get the deal on uh, uh, Amazon? Six. Is it Amazon? Oh, here we go. The deal is available on Amazon, B&H, Best Buy, Beach Camera, and Focus Camera. And the sales, I guess, they'll start to ship out J- uh, July twelfth. You can you can pre-order as of now. The deal is available. In the us the one we're talking about however what does it say there about europe i guess the deal was also available in europe at one time when the pre-order was happening there so it comes with six gigs ram 128 gigs of storage yes the price is 950 i know it's hard to swallow but if you wanted noise cancelling headphones you can't do much better than these ones so you can think of this device as a 600 device instead if it was already on your radar this is the way to go if not uh, keep an eye out for the video we're going to do on Unbox Therapy, in which case you can then evaluate if it's worthwhile. But I think it's a cool, cool kind of combo. I think more manufacturers should do stuff like this because this kind of combination is what a lot of people are going to end up doing. You get a new smartphone, you're thinking about noise-canceling headphones. It's a common kind of thing. You get a bit of savings on both. The company can chew into their own margins a little bit. You end up with twice the stuff. Kind of cool. Uh, the robots are coming, Will. Well, you know that. You're always talking. You love robots. Robots, we've we we joked about this. Willie do is robots, AI, deep fakes. What else are you?
1: And now cookie monster.
0: And and also a cookie monster, as far as I'm concerned. So that's the topics. That's where he's kind of looking. Uh but in this case, this is a market watch article about the fact that the robots are coming for your jobs. Well, oh no. Oh man. Well. Anyway, on the on upside here, they say they're going to take your job, but they're going to be good overall, economically. You know, They're going to free you up, give you more time, bring more prosperity, because that seems to be what happens with technology. Uh, but anyway, in this particular article, they looked at the states that are most susceptible to the robot takeover, and they looked at a number of factors, the types of positions that exist in those states, the type of jobs that people have, and whether or not they could be replaced through robots, automation, and so forth. And of course, the states in which they don't rely a lot on, say, manufacturing, states like Hawaii, Florida, Nevada, now they don't rely on manufacturing a lot because those are to- tourist destinations. Their economies are kind of different. You need a human touch, right? Well, like you don't wanna, if you go to Vegas, you need the human touch.
1: Yeah, full service.
0: You need full service. Guy like you, Mm -hmm. if you go, you know, if you if you if you get a uh, device that's that's manufactured for you, uh, an item that's manufactured for you, maybe you buy some steel. I know you're in the market usually for some steel. Oh yeah, uh, for your manufacturing business on the side, which you got going. A lot of people don't know you can buy stocks. You May invest in Willy Do Steel. I would think about it myself then you don't care if a robot made it or if it was the personal touch Mm -hmm. you don't care you know i go to i go out to restaurants a lot will do you yeah i go out to restaurants i was out to a restaurant last night and the thing about it is i feel like the service that i'm not i right now i'm not joking i'm being sincere it really affects the overall experience if the person is nice and and it's kind of a social it's kind of a back and forth you, don't feel, you feel invited. You feel like you've been invited to the party, kind of. And that's the difference. If a person is aggravated, it doesn't matter how good the food is. It really doesn't. Right? If a per, the person, the service is, is aggravated, there's a real art to it, is what I'm trying to say. And that's what I was meaning in the fact that you can't replace certain things, at least not yet. We don't have robots that are that social. Or maybe one day. It's quite possible. But in the meantime, for the manufacturing side... They can do it. The most vulnerable states coming in: Oregon, Louisiana, Texas, Indiana, North Carolina. Uh, Oregon, for example, they say is the most vulnerable state to the acceleration in robot installations because uh, they've built a dep- they have a high dependence on manufacturing, particularly in and around Portland. So they got uh, more exposure to this potential takeover, according to this particular study. Now, it's not all doom and gloom. This same study from Oxford Economics says that this is going to create more jobs. It's going to create new jobs. Uh, I've joked in the past, it's going to be the robot repairman. <laughs> Seems weird, but, but that's not actually necessarily what they mean. It's just going to, it's going to make people more wealthy because they're going to be able to, you're going to be able to scale faster through uh, robots and automation and therefore earn more money. And typically what happens when companies earn more money, they hire more people for other jobs. Now, the problem is they they seem to think as well that this could, even though there could be greater prosperity or economic benefits, that, debt, that those benefits might go to the upper class. Right. And that you may see a greater disparity in rich and poor because of this. So you might be able to like, Uh, view the statistics, view the numbers, and kind of say to yourself, okay, yeah, you're going to generate all this new wealth. But like, where does that wealth go? Is it distributed? You know, the original stuff, the kind of uh, Henry Ford stuff, Model T stuff. You you go back, you look throughout history. He had a thing like anyone who works there should be able to afford the product they manufacture. Right. And Industrial Revolution, those pre-robot, it was like uh, a lot of the m- more typical industrial expansion required a lot of human labor, a lot of manpower. L- like, like I mean, organic r- man yep. power, human being power. Now it's a bit more diversified. It's a bit more, uh, it's a bit harder to know how these massive changes rearrange the workforce. And so you the, the the risk here or the thinking at least in this particular report is that the rich get richer and the low skilled regions as it states here which may have weaker economies mm-hmm. potentially high un- unemployment rates would be at a greater risk uh, uh, to, to loss of work in these types of situations. So you got to see how it all maps out. You got to figure out uh how susceptible you are individually i said it before they could replace me tomorrow right you know they put the like pretty ai over here it's like who's looking at this not me you know that's the thing maybe i'm being harsh will he do you though that's a tougher that's a tougher task i can be replaced i don't know man the speed i mean jack's right there the speed on the ones and twos on the ones and twos that was the one criticism jack got when he sat in that chair They were like, yeah, I mean, seems all right, but speed on the ones and twos, Hmm. you know? Kirk as well. I mean, he's flicking away over there, you know? Look at that. You see what I'm talking about? All right, last one for me, Willie Do. Google Maps takes nearly 100 drivers to a muddy field and then strands them. You got to love that. You got to love that headline. I mean, the headline got my attention. But uh, it turns out I mean, it's one of these stories. It's one of these where it's like, look, at the point at which you you hit the dirt road, you, pro- you, you start to consider getting out of there. You start to go, wait a second. I'm about to be in a traffic jam over here in a dirt road because Google Maps told me to turn left. Uh. <laughs> it's like uh, Google Maps told me to, to turn into the glass window of this uh, office building. It's like, wait, what? Uh, apparently, what happened was there was a closed road, and uh, it, it, the the sign had fallen over for the fact that the road was closed, and so Google Maps just rooted people onto it, and dozens were on the same you know, on the same path, and they all ended up in this weird traffic jam. I mean, is this you? Know, is this AI revenge? Is this the first taste of it? They're like. They're like, we're going to be pretty gentle with it. We're just going to put, we're going to just punish you a little bit. We're going to put you out in a a muddy road. Like sort of like a prank you would pull, like a, like a elementary school prank. Make a left at the, at the goat's tail. I don't know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean though? Like a light. Like a funny, like a lighthearted prank, a lighthearted AI prank. Like let's just put a bunch of people in a dirt road traffic jam. Anyway, I'm sure that's not the case. Well, how,
1: how does Google know? If the road is closed, like what, who signifies um, Google?
0: Yeah, well, well, the thing is like, the thing is, I'm it, by the looks of it, you're looking at the images here, this is, you're in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's a pretty rural looking location. So my guess would be that there hadn't been any kind of update, no helicopter traffic right. report that could then be input into how Google typically would deal with a situation like this. They didn't have the feedback at the time yeah. being. Uh, but the 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 individuals they don't know that they you know how people use it they just you just trust oh, yeah. you just trust and go oh yeah you're on the trust and go pattern right into a lake and here's the here's a quote why did google send us out there to begin with <laughs> 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 why did google why did google hey google why just you send us out there you know <laughs> there was no turning back once you were out there said one of the drivers i know it's a terrible situation. I, I mean, I have a little bit of sympathy. I guess these people had places to go. I imagine you were on some really uh, serious trip. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and you had a place to be in a quick amount. Of time. Now you're on this dirt road. It's, anyway, the, the road is privately owned and maintained, but neither the city of Denver nor the city of Aurora, this happened in Colorado, could say whether the dirt road was really closed to traffic. It seems like a bizarre situation. I don't know why it took this long to happen, but maybe it's been happening for a while and it just never hit the news cycle. And now we're seeing it. Look, ladies and gentlemen, this, here's the breaking news out of all of this. If Google Maps tries to send you down a dark alleyway, let me tell you something. Don't <laughs> do it. Don't do it. I'll tell you right now. All right this ai is playing tricks with us now it's schoolyard pranks going on starting today don't get stuck in the mud ladies and gentlemen anyway what do you got you got a question for us maybe you got a story well i don't know i don't know what you're up to these days (laughs) guy like you i got a quick story you got got a story just a quick one look at you look at you a guy you're a guy in the world aren't you
1: so we were talking about cars the other day futuristic cars
0: can I just say what a time to be alive, Willie? Dude.
1: What a time to be okay. alive. Yeah. And um, especially
0: with this story you're showing.
1: I mean, you you wanted some sort of retro car, right? I think we were talking about the Mustang that was retrofitted with like a...
0: Is that official? I want, I want one now? <laughs> I was well, just saying it looks cool. <laughs> well, I want one. Secretly. Oh, okay. Well, we all want one. Yeah, I get it. I get it.
1: But I think this, uh, this car is, is uh, it's called the Lightyear One. And it looks like a retro car. Mm. somewhat it's mm-hmm. it's a all-electric vehicle and uh you can't get one uh it's in reserve but oh, okay uh, well you can reserve one. what is it but... like a kickstarter <laughs> it has a site um and it's supposed to rival
0: tesla yeah it looks cool i mean it looks futuristic it doesn't it's not quite as muscle car as my uh mustang there mm-hmm. but it, it also also isn't kind of a it's not a retrofit from what i can tell it looks like a concept car from the ground up. Yeah. Uh, It's a Dutch company. It's called Lightyear and it harnesses the power of the sun. Look at that. So I guess the whole top there is some type of solar panel. It's all solar panel up here. I mean, it's very cool. Scroll down a little bit there. (laughs) A little more. A little more. Oh, there, right there. The solar panels can also reportedly generate between 30 to 40 miles of range on a summer's day or over 12,000 miles per year if you live in the middle of the desert so we get the car and we move to the desert obviously
1: and apparently with the solar panels you can actually keep on driving forever (laughs) right 10 to 20 kilometers slowly Um, yeah interesting it's gonna be a crawl but you can make it to like the next charging station. That's cool. Because of these solar panels. I, I don't really believe it because I mean solar panel technology is it's not like, there, right? Yeah. Right. But it's a cool concept. Um What do they
0: want for it, Will? Give us the price tag here. I don't think
1: that there's a price tag. Oh, there you it, go. Yeah,
0: okay. That's a fat one. Yeah. Uh to me um, that looks like hundred and fifty thousand euros. euros. Can we get a can we get a conversion? 000. Okay. So we get a quick conversion to USD, 150 Gs in Euros. It's probably close, 170 thousand USD. That's no joke on the price tag. Well, no. I mean the Mustang one I showed was more than that, but this is more than a Tesla. And yeah. you're reserving with a company you don't you don't even know about. They say the Pioneer Edition, they only got 500 available. Oh, 407 available left. So they they sold 100 of these things yeah. pre-sale. Uh, reservation payments, 119,000 pounds. These dudes are just throwing it around. They're like me.
1: Last night I checked, there was like 40 reserved. So it's going up. So it's hot right now. Yeah.
0: So I guess the report goes out. People are into it. People want futuristic transportation. They're sick of the status quo. And also, it seems to me there's such an enthusiasm around this kind of high-tech stuff like this amongst Tesla owners and other car owners you know we talked on a previous episode about the Taycan I believe it's called Taycan I don't know how it's pronounced that's the Porsche electric vehicle apparently they they pre-sold all of those and they have no history of making electric vehicles I mean they have a history of making cars at least that's the concept it ain't gonna look like that I think you can probably find something closer to the production probably on the far right there yeah it's gonna look more like that it still looks really cool obviously. Uh, so there's just an enthusiasm around the space and the idea of progression in this space away from the uh, combustion engine and so forth. I think it's cool. I mean, more players, more imaginations in the space is good. One thing, I would just say I'm, I would tread lightly as far as throwing oh, yeah, around for sure. 120. It, it, this, this ain't no $50 Kickstarter, Will. A car is no joke.
1: It's you got to get to places.
0: It's a few dollars. Yeah. And if you can't
1: get to that place,
0: it's... Uh, it's a problem. It's, yeah. <laughs> so that's just where I'll leave that one. But cool story, Will. Mm-hmm. You've been getting after it, as far as I can tell. Question of the day. Oh, by the way, I haven't mentioned this in a while, but if you want to send your question into the show, all you got to do is hit up Will at Loulater.com. He will entertain most, if not all, questions. Whether or not he'll select it, I can't speak on his behalf. He's a strange guy. He gets yeah. into strange moods. Today, for example, so, Toronto, Raptors, Toronto Vince Raptors Sanity.
1: What do you got? This is from uh, Noah Lou and Guys. Okay, would Raptor fans welcome Vince Carter back to Toronto for the final season of his career? Hmm.
0: First of all, there's like a two two ways to look at that question. All right, there's the way of uh, welcome on, in an, from an emotional standpoint, like. Round of applause. It's all good. Like never mind, never mind the uh, the exit going the way that it did with the trade request and the emotional side. But then there's also the actual practical, functional side of welcoming back. Like, are we really going to get you any minutes right. on the squad that we have right now? Championship is he level just going to
1: sit on the bench? Level
0: squad, yeah. And so, I would say if he wants to take up a roster spot. A lot of young players on the Raptors, you want to come in and, and kind of uh, mentor the young players, sit on the bench, be there in practice, things like this, and, and, and retire the Raptor, your Raptors jersey, put it on one last time. That's one thing. For a league minimum salary kind of thing, so that the, you're not taking up too much salary cap and so on, then I can see that taking place. But it might be a shame to have your final season. You see almost no minutes, kind of like Jeremy Lin this year. He didn't see very many minutes, especially in the playoffs. And, of course, you remember the former glory. Look, not everybody can play. Not everybody is going to be in the rotation. Yet the team is the team. And there are other contributions that we can't see in the broadcast that a player can make by being present, by being a good positive force in a locker room, in the practice, and so on. So if there was a spot and he could come back in that context, understanding that context, then I could see, I could see it being okay. But the thing is, in the past couple of years, he's actually played minutes. He's actually been a, uh, I, I don't even know who, where he's coming from right now, Sacramento. I know he's in Atlanta, but he's played some minutes. And that was on teams that were, were not in, in a great position. He was in Atlanta, Sacramento before that. Let's see there. What was, he was playing, how many minutes per game? 17 and a half minutes in Atlanta. And 17 and a half minutes in Sacramento. He's not going to get those minutes in Toronto. Period. Mm. Like, we have the first unit, second unit. I mean, unless he took, like, Danny Green's role or something. I don't know. At his age, he's 42 years old. Right? How much workload is he looking for in that final retire season as- when he goes to retire? I don't really know. But... If he was capable of playing 17 minutes a game last year and being productive, I honestly think it's probably better or more fair or more uh, reasonable to put him in a position to actually play some minutes. I don't think that's going to happen on Toronto. Maybe I'm being too practical. Maybe you wanted me to be emotional. On an emotional level, I think it would be really cool. But hey, you could still have a tribute or something. He comes back, you hang the jersey, you clap, you play the songs, you roll the clip. Mm -hmm. You can still do all that. You don't necessarily have to go the whole way in a practical sense, as far as I'm concerned. There you have it, Will. We did it again. They tried to stop us. They tried to hold us down. Mm. They tried to keep us off the airwaves. Mm. You know? We, they tried to ban us.
1: Well, I don't, wouldn't go that far.
0: They tried to hit us with... They tried to put us on the entity list. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no way! Not today and not tomorrow, because we missed a day there. And the people started to wonder if we were backing down to the forces that are out there in the universe, the forces of darkness. Uh, yeah, but that ain't us. I'm bl-
1: I blame Madonna.
0: Oh, man. Let's not get into it. Okay. We did have a dark day, but now we're back. We see the light. All right? Dark side. What's the opposite of the dark side? Jedi? What are we, Jedis? The light side. Is it the light? I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously in, 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 in overwhelming metaphors, light. Uh, uh. But in Star Wars, I don't think they reference it like that. It's, it's always the dark side, and then it's the, the rebel alliance. But they don't say, hey, we're the light side. It's very confusing. Mm. Maybe they do. Some Star Wars person, they do... A minute, 16, the third film, original, Lucas, the light side of the force, also known as the Ashla. See, that's the word. I'm looking for something (laughs) like that. I'm looking for something deep like that. I'm looking for some Game of Thrones (laughs) stuff, Will. I'm looking to get deep, seven episodes, a season, 19 seasons, deep, soap opera, sci-fi soap opera. Ashla. The light side was aligned with calmness and was used for knowledge and defense. That's us, Will. We are the defense, sir. And let me tell you something. Defense wins championships. You can cut it there.